1: And current events from a biblical perspective.
0: 2020 on Vision. A focus today again on children and what we expect our children might learn from their Sunday school, kids' church, from their local church, and even from their Christian school. Let's talk through some of the issues today and some of the vulnerabilities that our children might face with author and academic Dr. John Potter, who I might say is 85 years of age. He's the executive chairman and director for international projects for the Paraclete Institute. It's an educational institute for older people and their focus is on the young. Uh, Dr. John Potter, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. John, let me just set this up for a few moments because there is a sense in which sometimes we send our children along to either church or to a Christian school and as parents, we think that's where they're going to capture those Christian values. We hope that they do and so many Christian schools, so many church youth groups and ministries within churches do a wonderful job there. But there are vulnerabilities for some and you don't want your child to be one of those that slips through the cracks
1: yes well the um the problem we face is that um or certainly the uh, public schools uh, have moved in uh, become totally secular humanists, so if you send your child to a public school, you can expect expect them to be taught secular humanist ideas. Uh, I regret to say at the moment uh, particularly coming out of Deakin University, teachers are being instructed now to to actually share with children their need their, their need to re- recognise whether if they're particularly 10 to 11-year-old boys are being instructed, they need to decide whether they're a boy or a girl. And unfortunately, over 100 of them in, across Australia every week are presenting themselves to a GP and asking for a, for a transgender operation without discussing it with their parents. So this is a state we've got into. If you send your children to a secular humanist school, you don't know what they're going to be told. So, for that reason, a lot of christians have have set up Christian schools across Australia, uh, but the um, reality is as I go around, is that the the uh, actual um, belief system, even even in evangelical bible believing schools, is is uh, very mixed and uh, sometimes a bit disturbing. For instance, um, Christian schools all want to get money from the government, so they have to have to teach the curriculum. And When I ask them whether they're teaching evolution, and they say, "Of course," because that's in the curriculum, I say, "Well, what do you say about creation?" They say, oh, "Well, we teach creation and evolution, and ask the children to make up their minds." I'm not happy with that. If, if we're, we're Christian people and we hold to a Christian belief system, why wouldn't we believe what God says about the creation? In not only not only in Genesis one, but all the things that Jesus said about the beginning, it's very clear. So there's a there's a problem. We we haven't we haven't settled on a on a, a concrete uh, doctrine in relation to many of these issues and that's what happens in christian schools unfortunately uh,
0: john you have four degrees educational degrees let me ask you about this idea that children in their younger years really understand black and white uh, gray areas are very confusing for a younger generation uh, let me ask you about this because perhaps christian schools uh, are even vulnerable if they are taking a position that says there's lots of grey area, you make your own decision about these things because I, I suppose children in those younger years do need to have something more uh, concrete and not abstract in the learning uh, curriculum.
1: Yes, well, I think I'm a, I'm a, a pragmatist in that, in that um, I don't really like ideas which can't be worked out in practice. So I like I like education to be hands on. I've written I wrote uh, with another teacher. I wrote a curic- full curriculum for years years eight to ten back in South Africa for for the Christian schools there back in the late 1980s, and all of it is very very practical. Um, you don't have to uh, when in the in the uh, for, uh, primary school years when children are doing comp- concrete op- thinking in terms of concrete operations, they don't need a lot of uh, Fancy ideas. They need they need to get out in the world and just experience God's creation. Uh, do a bit of bird watching. Collect collect stones. Um, there's all sorts of things to collect. I, I I used to collect spiders when I was eight, eight, nine years old, and put them in bottles in, a, in my grandfather's garage. So they, we don't need to be um, talking about. Uh, uh, ideology at, at uh, six to tw- six to twelve. beyond that children need to be focused on answering their innate questions and getting in touch with God and beyond that uh, children need to be the um, late teens, they need to be getting on finding out what they can do. So it's oh, getting education down to practice, far too much talking in schools as far as I'm concerned should be experienced and I noticed that the man who won the prime Minister's award for the best primary school in Australia, last year, spent 90% of his time outside of the classroom. I I wanted to stand up and applaud him.
0: Uh, Interesting here, there's a technological question because there's a debate that's going on in Australia right now as to whether they take those uh, digital devices out of the classroom altogether because some will argue that when children are exposed to a whole lot of new ideas that their education is actually accelerating and they are becoming smarter. You're reflecting on many, many decades of the teaching profession, on seeing children develop through those formative years. What are your impressions for someone who is, I keep saying this, at 85 years of age, on the technological developments that are happening that do seem to be causing all sorts of challenges for the way children learn.
1: Yes well I, you know Albert Einstein said he he feared that uh, technology would eventually rule over humans and and we would we would become a race of idiots and uh, i there is that tendency I think, is that people are so dependent on on digital uh, machinery now that uh, they have they have lost touch with reality I and mean, we were talking about um digital reality I mean it, how do you create reality uh, which is which is removed from reality now I am uh, we've got to get a feet on keep our feet on the ground and get in touch with nature in the world that we live and we've got to learn to manage that and manage ourselves and to uh, build a build a life which is which is real, realistic rather than fanciful. Let's
0: come back to these Christian schools and even into the context, too, of what a local church might teach young people, either through a Sunday school, children's church or youth group. Uh, the idea that you start off with all good intentions and you want the foundations to be in place to be able to build a strong faith. You want to nurture those young people from an immaturity to a place where they'll be mature in their beliefs. But it's easy to drift away from the original vision. What are your thoughts? There's a concept called mission drift and uh, what perhaps can happen in Christian schools as technology changes, as it increases, as new people are brought in, uh, new principles, new leadership. uh, Sometimes things can change away from the original. What are your thoughts for how you might get back to the basics and not let these important issues go unattended?
1: Now there's two issues. First of all is the the knowledge base of the teachers and uh, that is uh, suspect in some cases. For instance, in mathematics, there's a very simple reason why mathematics is not doing well in schools and that is because the people who teach maths are not good at maths. All the people who are good at maths become doctors and engineers. They don't become maths teachers. There are occasional rarities like the, the young Chinese gentleman whose name I've forgotten who became... Uh, junior strain uh, of the year recently Eddie Wu you're yeah, talking Eddie about Yeah Eddie Wu he he's a fantastic maths teacher what i would do with Eddie Wu i'd make him record all his uh, all his uh, lessons on intro- introducing particular subjects i i, I put them onto uh, onto cd's and send them around to all the schools uh, if if because it's even
0: the, better because he's on youtube in fact well, i think they are. call it uh, yes. WooTube when it comes to <laughs> Eddie Wu so there's a little uh, plug there to, there are, there are to have people a look at that those. Math, There are people can
1: teach maths but there're very few of them most of the people who teach maths in schools are not good mathematicians. They don't have a have a bent for it. They're not. It's not. It's not something they do. And that applies in science. A lot of the science teachers don't uh, don't know whether evolution or creation is true. They don't know what's true. So we've got this uncertainty in the teachers. The, 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 the second thing is that the uh, the uh, uh, the the parents in 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 the homes have the same problem. The parents are lacking lacking knowledge. I mean. It's quite distressing to see the, the mess that some households are in, and you wonder how children raised in those households could could possibly uh, marry and, 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 and build, a, uh, build a strong household and a strong family life from the, from the backgrounds they come. So there's, quite, there's a huge job to do just to get people back on track.
0: Dysfunction within the family is going to be an ongoing battle, but when you are the parent's, taking responsibility uh, in a more determined way uh, to be, first of all, uh, acquainted with what is true and right so that you can then model that and teach your children that, uh, then you're going to be obviously a a step ahead of the game. The same thing when you're talking about maths teachers or science teachers. If you're in a Christian school context, you want to make sure that the teacher actually has a solid Christian foundation in their own faith. Otherwise... Uh, they're going to be passing on uh,
1: something that's shaky. Yeah, you know, the second second problem we have with schools is that Christian schools is that they they uh, take money from the government, and that and to ga- get money from the government they have to agree to teaching the curriculum which is designed by secular humanists and and neo, I might say neo Marxists in some cases. So um, you never you never hear a, a in a public school you'll never hear a teacher a secular humanist teacher teaching creation, saying this is an alternative, alternative view to evolution. You won't hear that. But you find that all the time in Christian schools. They give children uncertainty. And they don't. I don't know whether they know what, what to believe themselves. So I, I spoke to a politician uh, in my own electorate the other day, and I said, well, look, mate, uh, if you're going to keep pushing uh, secular humanist ideas and homosexual teachers into our schools, we might have to j- jack up on you. He said, well, we'll take away your funding. I said, well, maybe we'll, um, maybe we'll stop paying taxes. And he said, John, we own your schools. If we give you money, we own your school. And uh, that is actually not quite correct now, but when we get a republic, it will be true that if the government gives you money, they will actually own that school in the same way as when you register your car, the government owns your car. People don't understand these things, but that's the reality. So, Christian schools, unfortunately, the money from the government becomes very important, and they're they're prepared to uh, compromise their their belief system in order to maintain that supply of finance.
0: I think a takeaway from our conversation today is: if you sow uncertainty, you'll reap uncertainty. Absolutely, and uh, you need to sow those things that are true and right, and even taking a risk from time to time that. What you might be out on a limb, standing for truth, will one day be vindicated. Uh, John, great getting your insights. Author and academic Dr John Potter, Executive Chairman and Director for International Projects for the Paraclete Institute. It's an educational institute. It's targeted at retired people, but they're reflecting on the issues of younger people. Uh, JohnPotterPublish.com is the website you can go to. You can find books that have been published by John Potter and and also a host of articles that are written there, John PotterPublish.com. John, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020.
1: Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.